there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was, that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salt. I'm Cam. How are we, gentlemen? Good, good. How are you? Wonderful. Yeah, All the better good. for talking to you boys. Ah, Thanks, ma'am. That's nice. You up to anything exciting? Luke, you've got a lot of excitement going on. I don't know if you're ready to mention it yet or if... You I, think know. I think we mentioned, we've mentioned it on the news show and I've, I've, I think we touched on it on the main show. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know if we actually said it, did we? No. Yeah, sure. No. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm moving back to New Zealand in December, in like exactly a month, as we record, uh, to, to open a brewery. Jesus uh, Christ! Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff going on in my life. Yeah, lots of stuff. How about uh, That's yeah? Exciting man! I'm really happy for you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, watch this space. No doubt, I'll, I'll give everyone more of a a rundown once we mm. are closer to the time and closer to opening. We're still a wee way from actually being able to open, but yeah, moving well, to my the- hometown. Of all the people that I know, if they come to me and was like, fuck, I'm going to open a brewery. Yeah. Um, you're the only person that I would trust to actually make it a success. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think everyone else in my life would fuck it up. Okay. Hang hey, on. You know, that's Including fair. Cam. That's completely fair. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I could give it a go. Yeah. What is it? Just hops and water, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Got um, some yeast in it. Look, yeah. it, it is they good. can make it in prison. No, they can't. You're thinking of Pruno. <laughs> That's isn't, not. Isn't that what you're doing? You're not opening a Pruno brewery? Oh, I'd like to make it. Make some Pruno. Do it Do it in a toilet bowl. All the ingredients have to be brought in in a prison wallet. Yeah, it's just, it's just mushed up bread and fruit cups. <laughs> it's fermented plastic bag. <clears throat> Sorry. See, even I know, the- I know even how to make Pruno. That's how qualified I am. Yeah. <laughs> Um, All right. What are we talking about this week? Well, before we uh, get into that, let me ask you guys, boys, a question. Mm, what's this? Uh, Sphinx says what? 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 Exactly. Uh, uh. It's a question that we've been asking for millennia. Sphinx says what? What is the Sphinx? <laughs> got us. Got, got, got me. <laughs> uh, what is the Sphinx? It's a it's a bloke with a like a lion's head. Yeah, not actually a sphinx. 
Or isn't it a lion it's a with a bloke's head? A dude's head. Yeah. yeah. I've got a I've got a little riddle for you if I can have a go. Okay. Ooh, Is this geez. the riddle of the Sphinx? Yeah. Um, what's a baby in the morning, a bloke in the afternoon, and an old man at night? What? Just like a really fast aging man? High <laughs> 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 speed reverse Benjamin Button. Yeah. That's that's your joke? Is it no. It's a little it was a little meta. Um <laughs> That's not how this because that's not how the riddle of the Sphinx goes. Uh, I don't know the riddle of the Sphinx. Oh well, then it was sort of wasted on you. The riddle, yeah, yeah. The, I, I don't know what we're doing. I thought it's like oh, I don't know about this. The, the riddle of that. the Sphinx is uh, what walks on four legs in the morning, two legs in the daytime, and three legs at night. And it's man no. Crawl, the crawling around life. as a baby, walking around as a dude, and then with a cane as an uh, old fella. Right, and it's like night is referring to the the length of a life. Yeah. What's that got to do with the Sphinx? That's the riddle of the Sphinx, isn't right. it? I don't know. You're the one that brought this to the table. That's what I've always known as the riddle of the Sphinx. I don't know if is it written there somewhere. Is it the riddle of the Sphinx, or is it like the riddle of? Uh, I feel like Oedipus gets asked this riddle, but maybe by a Minotaur or something. Oedipus uh, and the riddle the of Sphinx's the Sphinx's riddle. Oh, it is, the, it is the Sphinx that asks this of Oedipus. Yeah. Well, okay. Firstly, um, that's a fairly simple riddle. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe and not secondly, back in old Oedipus times. Yeah, no, they, they, they hadn't had years of uh, you know trying to work out how the doctor could operate mm. on their son when yeah. their dad was also well, on the car crash. Maybe if... <laughs> That had been the riddle of the Sphinx. That could have saved Oedipus some trouble. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense to be the, the riddle of the Sphinx if that was the case. It was yeah. Oedipus. <laughs> how, how could this old man of my father's age be my father? <laughs> Anyway, uh, we don't we don't need to be having a go at a Sophocles on the podcast for its <laughs> poor story writing. We'll save that for the patrons. Uh, so the yeah. Sphinx is a big statue with the body of a cat and the head of uh, Ramsey II, right? Mm. Not technically not a Sphinx. So a Sphinx is like body of a lion, but face of a woman and winged. Right. So it wasn't called the Sphinx for years up until I think. 2000 BC, so it had already been around for 2000 years, right? Or something like that. And then they're like, Oh, it's just like these these Greek things that we call sphinxes, yeah. It's yeah, it that's why I got a bit confused because I was like, Wait, why was there a sphinx in Oedipus then? If it was this Egyptian thing, no, but that I think that was to do with the great sphinx of oh, hang on, where's Thebes? Yeah, it is, it is an Egyptian thing, yeah, that's one, yeah, all right. But I don't know. It's not solved the riddle of Oedipus because we're not prepared for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so super old statue. Uh, one of the biggest monoliths. Did you guys see that it was a monolith? Why is it a monolith? What makes it a monolith? It's carved from one piece of limestone. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Not anymore, though. The no. bottom of it's all bricks and stuff, right? Yeah, it's been like, it's been, I think... Constantly up, you know, upgraded and bits added and bits taken off and smoothed over. I did see one, cause, yeah, because limestone's not very good, right? 
What do you mean? Jeez. Well, I saw it's easily eroded. Yeah, yeah I saw, there were a lot of debates about the erosion of the Sphinx, mm. and, and this I, is one of the biggest conspiracy things about it, right? Yeah, yeah. is so, the age of it based on erosion? We'll yeah. talk about that in a second. But you found some heated debate about the Sphinx. I also found some quite heated debate, like some real classic internet flame wars, right? <laughs> uh, which was great. But also, like, everyone sort of just agreed. As much as people were having a go at each other and, like, you know, invoking Godwin's law and all the great things of a flame war, everybody agreed, oh, limestone's shit. This is, the, <laughs> this is just the shittest rock. Wait, isn't that what cement is made out of? Mm, it's food well, for thought there. Limestone yeah, mixed it. with a bunch of other stuff, right? Yeah. 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 Sand and water and... Yeah, so it's pretty good. Plenty of yeah. sand in Egypt. Yeah, yeah. You add a couple of things that are pretty common around the world, and you got cement, limestone. Still a winner after all these years. Come out, <laughs> just a classically terrible stone. Limestone, the shittest. So, <laughs> so the the head of it. Do, do you guys? The interesting part about the head of it is it's a yarding or a yadang. I don't know how to say it. Y a r d a n g. So it's which is basically a stone in this case limestone that's been eroded back and it kind of sticks up out of the the sand because you know everything else is eroded around it and quite often they end up forming you know faces or or, you know people see animals in them and stuff so i think what's happened here is that was like the top of the sphinx before you know before they kind of dug all down into the limestone part into the main part and it just eroded and kind of looked like a face and they went oh yeah if we just nip a bit off here and Sculpted a bit here, we've got a, a pretty cool face, and yeah. then we dig down and build the rest of it. We've saved ourselves a lot of trouble. Absolutely. It's, don't have to move anything. You know, we don't have to get all these slaves to move all these bricks. Yeah. We don't <laughs> have to call on our alien mates to you know, <laughs> hover things around for us. Yeah, the aliens pop down. You guys need a hand? No, no. We're no, good. We've, got, we've got it. We just took a rock that was already here and knocked a bit off it. What do, what do you guys came all this way to help? Ah, it's, it's a bit awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so yarding. So, uh, yeah, that's. Do you want to do you want to give us some computers? Or were you just here to help us move some rocks? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Do you want, do you want to but, yeah, share your spaceship with us? Thanks for your advanced technology, though. Cool free energy. Should we going to share that? So, to, are we going to? What, what are we going to now? We're we going to the alien. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk about the erosion thing. Okay, what's the erosion thing? Oh, it's, people are just. They're so keen on it being older than I don't know why they want to take it away from the Egyptians. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> I think we know why. We've discussed this, but uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of uh, ancient alien guys who are like, nah, the the erosion doesn't add up. But I also saw people being like, oh, this is like way more eroded than you even know because they reckon the the face of it has fallen off. They reckon it used to be a full lion. Yeah, yeah, a full lion because. That's what the aliens look like, mate, from Sirius. Jeez, that all makes sense now. And that's what it was modelled after originally. Then Ramses come along, famously, Ramses II famously just went and got all his mates to carve his face over everyone else. Yeah. Gave him a beard, right? knock that freaking lion face down to my face, please. Yeah. Which is why the head's got a little pinhead, giant lion body. (laughs) As a pinhead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I, I saw some people being like, "Look how small the head is," and I was like, "That's that is somewhat compelling." 
because the head was head was the only part sticking out for like centuries after yeah. it got covered in sand. So it's going to be whittled away. Yeah. So you, you reckon you can explain that away by being like the the head was out exposed to the elements was actually getting properly eroded. Yeah. And also, it's not a one to one statue of an animal. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah. no other part of it is one to one. When you we... look at like when you look at the head, it's like yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Its nose is gone, but the body is way more fucked than the head is. Mm. Which is so, where the whole theories of the body, the erosion on the body, like is more like erosion that would be caused by water or rain mm. and floods. Mm. Yeah, so there's the main guy that pushes that is Robert Schoch, Schock. Mm. Uh, I watched a bit of him on Rogan. Uh, he did Rogan a couple of years ago to explain all this. And it was quite funny because he every time you watch Rogan with someone like that, they'll say something kind of ridiculous and Joe will be like, sorry, can you explain that to me? And they won't explain it at all. And he'll be like, yeah, hmm, interesting. <laughs> it's like, you don't understand that. <laughs> um. So, so basically, the, the theory is that it predates when it was first built because there was no rain in Egypt since then, since we thought it was built. So, if there's water erosion, where did that water come from? Way back when the whole climate was different there. Mm, mm. Which isn't true. They've worked out that it rained a crap load since <laughs> many yeah. years. Doesn't it rain in Egypt? Not that much. Every it's now like, and then, though. It's a yeah. desert, mate. If it rained all the time, it would just be a big mud plain. Yeah. But you know there is there had, there was a long period of rain after it was built after sorry after everyone thinks it was built, whereas this these people's like nah no way or there was like floods that that seeped in and or sorry floods that that took it over or the the actual the water flood. was the flood or the actual water was lapping at the uh, at the sphinx you know and so it was in the time when water was covering that part of the world yeah. Which would be way harder to build a sphinx. Lapping at the famously shit sandstone yeah. <laughs> that the sphinx was made out of. Um, I saw one guy say that it was 800,000 years old. Right. Which I think was this theory. This was um, on a YouTube channel called After School. School is spelt with a K. And it oh, looks yeah. it looks like a you know, an educational fun, you know, maybe you're a preteen and you want to learn a little bit about a science thing. Looks like one of those, like all the all the artwork for all the the start of the show episodes. It's like uh, drawn on a whiteboard with colours and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, here's a science thing. Look at this simple diagram we're drawing. And then you start watching it, and you're like, oh, this is cooked. Uh, and it's got like a lot of Jordan Peterson stuff on there. <laughs> um, some Russell Brand cook stuff was on there. Like it just gets into you know alternative history stuff, and you're like, oh, this is. Like, what's the audience for this? <laughs> um, but, yeah, they they were talking about that as well. Because um, like, they, they, they then post, like, a video of a, a cooked guy talking about it. And he was – one of the guys on it was British. Uh, so when he said geezer, it sounded like he was saying geezer. Geezer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to geezer? Because he actually had, you know, oh, I don't know what accent that is, but it was – London. Uh, yeah. Um, but he was claiming it could be 800,000 years old. Which is just way too old. There's no way it is. No. Um, yeah, there are some other things around the water thing of like it just seeped in. You know, there's water going through the sand all the time. Mm. And also there's tons of evidence for when they think it was built. 
Yeah. <laughs> and no evidence for a civilization that predates that. Chuck some silica gel in there. Oh, yeah. Mix it in. Uh, Keep it nice and, and fresh. Uh, do we want to talk about the secret chamber? Yeah. Neath, you know about- neath the poor. What's neath the poor? Neath the poor. Neath. What is that? Beneath. beneath. Oh, beneath. Beneath the poor. I see what you're saying. I was I trying to... Saying- you're trying to give it some gravitas. I'm trying to give it a bit yeah. of gravitas because it's so fucking stupid otherwise. Uh, so are you familiar with Edward Casey? Yeah, we've talked Sorry, about this guy before. Edgar Casey, I should say. Yeah, we have The Sleeping Prophet. Yep. I um, When I watched a video about him before, they called him The Sleepy Prophet, which is slightly less um, <laughs> distinguished than The Sleeping Prophet, which is already not a great nickname. Yeah. What what's the sleeping prophet do? What's your What well, his thing was um having a snooze, wasn't it? Yeah, basically. And then wake, waking up with some prophecies. He <laughs> fell asleep on a school book once and then woke up and he's like, "Oh, I know everything in the school book." Yeah. And then he just started <laughs> diagnosing people from a distance. I don't know what episode. We did it on a re- we talked about it on a recent episode, but yeah. Anyway, he um he would make a yeah, make it diagnose people from afar using his uh his sleep powers, but he also would uh recount his past lives. One of which was as was he Ramses or was he just someone in I think he, a high priest or something? Yeah, a high priest in the court of Ramses. So he was around for the construction of the Sphinx. Right. And so he's like, Well, obviously, because I was there, I know that we put in a hidden chamber mm. underneath one of the paws. And that's where we uh, kept all of the secret knowledge of the Atlanteans because we had to keep it safe. Mm. So we thought, where else to put it? Where's the safest place you could put the accumulated knowledge of the lost civilization of Atlantis? Let's put it under a shitty limestone pour. Like, let's <laughs> let's find the worst stone we can get and we'll, <laughs> and use, that, that. we'll use that to protect the, you know, essentially Google of the day. This is what I saw someone refer to it as. Oh, that if was we, a if the history, get, history Channel guy. Yeah, if we could get in there, it'd be like we'd have Atlantean Google. Yeah. <laughs> we'd just be like, oh, we can kind of carve soft stone pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, these secrets are just mind-blowing to us. So he reckoned that, yeah, they'd put this secret chamber under there. Years later, like decades later, a bunch of people went to Egypt to excavate the uh, the chamber to get mm. in there. Mm. Now, the thing I saw on the History Channel was like they had permission mm. until they and they were about to uh, find the chamber when the Egyptian army stopped them, mm. which makes me think actually you didn't have permission, <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps the Egyptian authorities might have been a little slow to realize that the reason you thought there was a chamber was not because of any sort of archaeological uh, information that you'd received, but because a guy like 60 years previously had had a dream. <laughs> and at that point, they made him like, hang on, we need you to stop putting holes in our uh, wonder of the world. Mm. <laughs> Is it a wonder of the world, right? I think it was one of the ancient wonders, yeah. Yeah. Although uh, we, we did a family quiz recently and one of the questions was name the seven ancient wonders and then the modern wonders. Oh, I got like two. I, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, what is it? The Hanging Gardens of Babylon. I think that was one. The Lighthouse at Alexandria. 
Ancient. The Sphinx? Ancient Wonders. Some statue of some bloke. Seven Wonders of the Ancient World. Are you ready? Yeah. Why not? Uh, you got the Great Pyramid of Giza, so not the Sphinx. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hanging Gardens of Babylon, Statue mm-hmm. of Zeus, yep. Temple of Artemis, Mausoleum of Halicarnassus. Just a side note, that's one of my favorite uh, wonders to build in Civilization VI. If you get a good coastal city in that, you can really get some good yields. Yep. Uh, Colossus of Rhodes. Yep. Uh, the Lighthouse of Alexandria. Yep. Yeah, I feel like uh, the PR departments, a couple of those wonders could probably put in a bit more work. You, What you want to do is get them into Civilization games, which yeah. I think all of these might be in a way, mm-hmm. uh, might there all be in there. But you want to have one that has a really good yield on a coastal tile and then yeah. you'll remember it. Yeah. Plus, yeah. it helps if you can still see them. Like, I think yeah. most of them are gone, right? Except yeah, the pyramid. Yeah, yeah it's help, it helps if you have a KFC nearby that people can sit in the KFC yeah. or the Pizza Hut or whatever it is and, and just look out and see it. <laughs> what are, what are the, the modern wonders of the world? Um, modern, I think they're like the gr- modern wonders. Like the Suez Canal or something like that? Yeah, maybe. And there's also like natural wonders. They've started adding sub subcategories as well. Ugh. So just, you know, keep it. So some of these seem like they're ancient to me. Uh, the, this is the new seven wonders of the world. This is the Swiss Foundation to determine, launched a campaign to determine that. Right. Just uh, because, yeah, you can't see the old ones. So all right, let's, let's update it with stuff we can see. Let's forget those other ones. <laughs> they didn't have the staying power. You've got the Great Wall of China. Mm-hmm. Right. You've got the Chicken Itza. What? The, uh, chicken Itza in Mexico. Ch- sorry, ch- in my, it's also on Civ 6, and every time I see it, I call it a chicken eats it in my head. So it's chicken eats <laughs> uh, Petra, another good one for desert yields in Civ 6. Mm-hmm. Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu, I knew that would have to be. Christ there. the Redeemer. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Colosseum. The Taj Mahal. Oh, yeah. Uh, also on the site, this is Britannica.com. Um, this article that's spitting me below it is nine noteworthy bog bodies and what they tell us. And it's just nine bogs around Britain. <laughs> oh, no, these are in the Netherlands. And what they tell us is it just like shit they've found that's fallen into the bog and died? Yeah, it's pretty much, uh, we found a dude that fell in here and died. Right. <laughs> Look how old he is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. if you want bog news, head to Britannica.com. Yeah. yeah. There's a website somewhere. I don't know if you guys ever saw it. This is a bit of a showy, sorry. Um, that was like, they... they they were cleaning out the canals in Amsterdam and there's this website where you can see all of the little bits and pieces of shit they've pulled out of the Amsterdam canals. Oh, yeah. And they've laid it all out chronologically in, in the year that they were from. Oh, yeah. Going back to, like, you know, fucking pottery from a long time ago and surprising amount of guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Rusted out gun frames <laughs> that have raked out of the Amsterdam canals. But yeah, really interesting. A lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff in there. As I just pulled up an article on the Daily Mail of that, uh, you wouldn't believe what Grant Dinya's up to. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they've got the first the first two photos of, of artifacts are a, a twenty or a super old bone, doesn't say yeah. when, and then a Philips phone, a little uh, <laughs> mobile phone from like two thousand. I feel like Amsterdam, like, is a great country to be a gangster, like, or a great place to be a gangster because you've got so many canals to throw your guns into. Yeah, you ditch your guns in there. <laughs> but on the other hand, you're like, 
what are we using all these guns for? Are we going to sell some weed? Uh, I'd probably say the uh, legal sex trade would probably be a big part of it. Yeah. They have a legal sex trade. Yeah. Yeah, now. Yeah. At some time. I don't know enough about it to comment. Uh, um, Also, for for putting people in concrete boots, you know, you don't have to travel too far to the river. Yeah, it's handy. Yeah, yeah. So what we're saying is there are pros and cons to being a Dutch gangster. You can you can get a spot outside at the cafe while you after you've done your crime and you just hoof it in from your seat, hoof <laughs> <laughs> your gun in from the seat. So anyway, uh, so yeah, they tried to dig up this uh, this chamber, and yeah. the army was like, nah. and they're like, we were so close. Uh, it was either the chamber or it was just like a crack. Uh, so it was one of those two things. What I couldn't find because there's a lot of different information about this i couldn't find if there were actually chambers underneath and i think there are a couple and yeah, i found I always some... remember hearing about like they had done seismic fucking testing and shit and found that there was some stuff yeah i don't think they're big though but like because there's yeah so many you know history channels bloody doing alien theories on it um so they think there may be naturally formed cavities under there and they, they've seen an but I don't. I don't think they want to drill into them because oh. it's made of a really bad rock. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah. Want the, you don't want the Sphinx to fall over. <clears throat> mm, mm. Oh, also on the ancient history one about Giza, uh, they had someone saying there's another Sphinx. They reckon there's going to be two because uh, in Egyptian art, like d- things were done in twos a lot. Right. Which is a crazy statement to me when the pyramids are right behind them <laughs> and there's not two yeah. pyramids. But one guy commented. Um, the non-existent Sphinx is almost as interesting as the one we can look at. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> almost. Because if only we could find it. Um, so yeah. Maybe there's actually three. One for each pyramid. Oh, maybe. But then that goes against the everything's in twos. Yeah. Um, and they're showing like corridors, you know, around that part of the world where it's like, you see on either side, there's a Sphinx guarding the corridor or there's a you know Sphinx-like thing. So yeah, because there's, Corridors have two walls. You're not just going to put one on one side and not... Yeah, you've got to make it even yeah, and balanced. Yeah. So should we get into some full alien gear? Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> well, can I tell you just uh, the, the explanation of the sphinxes from that comes from a uh, book, The Cannabis Health Index. Okay, that's... That's the place you want to go to for your Sphinx info. Well, this book is a... As a, this person on Reddit says, this book is mostly all science. But uh, I think this might be a slight divergence from the science part. So apparently what went down is uh, the warrior gods from the star system Orion were hoofing around the universe. Mm. And they came across uh, a little planet you might know as Sol number three, the third rock from the sun. Oh, that's us. That's us. And they were fascinated by this watery world of ours. Mm-hmm. And the sheer abundance and variety of life. So they thought they'd muck around a bit. Yeah. Look at all this moisture. We can do a lot of things here. Yeah. So they started uh, cloning beasts with uh, humans just to see what would go down mm-hmm. uh, and just fucked it up. Like just all of these animal human hybrids, like, oh, no, kill me. Mm. Um, and that's how we got Cyclopses, Centaurs, Medusas, and Sphinxes. Mm. What's a cyclops? 
Why not? Uh, blended. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I know what it is, but like, yeah, what's, what's the blend? The blend? Yeah. Because there's no famously one-eyed animals this year. I don't think so. But yeah, it's, I think it was just, uh, yeah, they they were mucking around and they made all of these things, which yeah. we think are just of mythology, but actually uh, the reason they're from mythology is because they were wandering around being like, oh no, right. kill me. Mm. I don't want to be a horseman. Don't look at me. I'm the Medusa. Do we me. know Jason knocked off what a Medusa and a Cyclops? Do we? Jason and his Argonauts. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. I know that. I know the name of that. I don't know what it is though. So that was the the Eronians, the Orionians. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the uh, the Pleiadians and the Syriacans, the Syrians, mm-hmm. uh, noticed this going on. I guess because they're so close, and they're like, "Can, can you stop that? Stop." mucking around mm. making weird animal human hybrids that are just constantly screaming to be killed mm. it's just harshing our vibe in a massive way so they <laughs> they uh they fucked off the orions and then they're like you know what though we should um we should start rooting these humans <laughs> <laughs> oh that's how we got angels right was that the also no, that was the angels oh that's how we got angels is that what you're saying yeah yeah what's th- the well, I think that the idea is that uh, this is sort of like how we got modern humans rather mm. than, um, you know, primitive humans. It's because of this melding of our DNA with uh, the, Syrian, the Syrians and uh, the Pleiadians. Mm. And then we get into the cannabis thing. Uh, if you have a little chuff, that mm. is uh, what reminds you of your stellar inheritance mm. and the abilities that are of your, you know, your forebears. When I have a little chuff, it just reminds me that I should watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia because <laughs> that'll be fun. I never have the, that experience. Maybe in ancient times that's what they did, though. That's what you're remembering. They watched it. Always, they didn't even have. They, they watched Always, it's always Sunny in uh, the Pleiadians. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's, we've got all these sexy or alien stuff happening. I'm not saying they're sexy unless. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then how do they get the pyramids? This didn't go into the pyramids at all. This was just explaining why they're a, they made a statue of a, a lion. Oh, sorry. The, oh, okay. So head. it was, it was mm. to honor that time. It's just, it's like, they're just see, making statues of what they can see. They're like, oh, there's a line with a, a lady's head on it. Let's make a statue of it. Hmm. And there's a Medusa. Let's make a statue. Let's make some stories about this real thing that we can see. Is there a Medusa statue somewhere? I don't know. There'd be lots of statues around a Medusa, wouldn't there? Well, yeah. There, there'd have oh, yeah. to be a Medusa Good statue, point. like in front of the mirror. Wait, is that how Medusa died? They 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 out of a mirror. It'd have to be something like that. Yeah, Spoiler alert. He's he the, the uh, Jason or whoever it was. What if I'm missing up Jason and the like Jason and the Argonauts definitely had the. Cyclops, mm. I think. Anyway, his shield was reflective on the backside, and when she turned around to make him go to stone, he's like, flipped it around, and she saw herself and got got fucked by her own stone gorgon vision. Uh, what has become your greatest weapon is your downfall. Uh. Mm. Could have been, I don't know. If like if your thing is uh anyone who looks at me turns to stone or anyone I look at turns to stone, I reckon yeah, you know, just check for mirrors. <laughs> how, how can you check 
look at everything from an angle. Yeah. Yeah. Like a TV TV effects. You shoot it from an angle so you don't you don't show up. Yeah. That's a good idea. But I mean mirrors aren't sort of common in if, if you're if you've just spent your life pumping around turning everyone to stone, chances are you haven't encountered a mirror, so you don't know what to look out for. No. Also mm. it was ancient times. It's like it definitely a harder story to pull off in twenty twenty one. Yeah. A lot less talk, mirrors. Everyone's doing bloody selfies. Yeah. <laughs> I think the amount somebody. of effort to take a bit of bronze and, and polish it up to the point where it's a mirror back in those days, there wouldn't, wouldn't have been many mirrors kicking around. True, no, true. no. Um, so I found uh, evidence, according to this article that I read on uh, the ET database, mm-hmm. etdatabase.com, um, they found an ancient sphinx on Mars. Oh shit! And it's not the you know not the famous Mars face. Uh, this article I've just put into our chat. Ancient Sphinx found on Mars Hill. Proof of religious creatures thriving on it's Mars. Like a turtle Sphinx. Yeah, there's a photo. It comes from like one of the rovers. I'm assuming they've added the green. They've added the green. <laughs> yeah, if you scroll down a little bit, there's the rest of the photo. Oh, yeah, there's the rest of it. And yeah, it, it looks like. I don't know if you're carving a sphinx, it's just like someone that's just kind of gotten a bit tired and had to lie down. <laughs> it's, it's how they've kind of carved it. Like they're face down on the ground. Like, oh, yeah. I've had enough of this bloody hanging out on Mars. Uh, it's the least compelling evidence of a sphinx I've ever seen. Did you come across uh, the Russian Bruska Kipriyanovich? I don't think so. The Russian child genius? Oh. Uh, mm. Who claims he was born on Mars and also claims that the Egyptian Sphinx holds the secret that will change life on Earth forever. Right. Oh. This is from a story in The Irish Sun. So, not just The Sun. Uh, I will note that uh, the first sort of graphic in this story has the caption Bariska has baffled his parents and experts with his amazing knowledge of the galaxy. And then. It has a photo of this kid in front of like the most basic child's drawing of <laughs> the sun and the earth and like two dots. And it's like, is this supposed to be the amazing knowledge that he's baffled us with? <laughs> uh, he claims that his people, the Martians, have a strong connection to the ancient Egyptians. And uh, if you can just uh, tickle the ear on the Sphinx, right, you'll be able to find the opening mechanism to crack open the Sphinx and get at the secrets inside. Mm, a little bit of a little bit of foreplay. Unfortunately, uh, the Martians, they're all dead. Mm. They had a nuclear war. Oh, no. With themselves. They were their own destruction. Yeah. So <laughs> the weird thing is, uh, he says, we could travel in time and space flying in round spaceships, but we would observe life on Earth on triangular spaceships. Right. What? Why? I don't know why, but uh, maybe uh, in the well, you think right in space, no, no resistance from anything. Yeah. So a circle can just go anywhere. Mm. On Earth, wind resistance, gravity, a triangle is going to be more aerodynamic. Yeah, if you want to be zipping around to cut through the atmosphere. Hmm. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so be all smooth and round in space where you just 
popping around wherever you want. But you gotta get you gotta you gotta you don't wanna come to Earth and then you suddenly your circle spaceship just, just works like shit in the atmosphere. Mm. You haven't you're having to refuel constantly. Yeah. So, so why are we using up all that fuel? <laughs> oh, it's because of all the fucking drag on this huge circular thing we've got going on. Any more alien gear? Is that it for aliens? I think that's pretty much it. It was like I remember reading. I, I remember reading years ago. I got, I got like really into reading about all that kind of shit with Sirius and that, and mm. it being sort of cat-based alien worship thing. And then yeah, the whole Ramses too chipping his head into it because he he did that with a lot of stuff, right? In Egypt, there's a lot of stuff that has his face on it that didn't originally have his face on it, right? Because <laughs> he was just like, nah. I'm the man now. This will look way better with my face. I'm the man now. Get out there and fucking... If it's got someone else's face on it, chuck mine on there. Um, Did you guys see... Did you guys read about the nose? Why it's missing a nose? I think the too much fell off. (laughs) Didn't listen to his dad. Yeah. Weird uncle. Uh, Loads of cocaine, basically. (laughs) Just (laughs) ripped it right off. Uh, Now, this is from... uh, This is a question that was posed to Cora... Uh, did Hitler shoot Sphinx? Uh, and the answer to that one is no. Yeah. The Sphinx nose was missing before Hitler was born. There's a, I saw an illustration from like fucking 1700s or something when it was yeah. still just the head sticking up. No yeah. nose. The other theory is that uh, Napoleon, the French Hitler, as they call him, he shot it off with a cannon. Yeah. Um, but again... No. I'm pretty sure no. the, the illustration I saw said it was pre-Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Probably to prove that point. Um, someone else has replied to that one with a real smug reply. So the question, did Hitler shoot, shoot Sphinx? This person said, are you referring to the Sphinx in Egypt? Yes. Oh, good. To get a conviction in a court of law, you need to prove motive, means, and opportunity. Motive. Why would Hitler want to shoot the Sphinx? Means. Did Hitler have the things needed to shoot the Sphinx? I mean, yeah, he famously had a whole army. <laughs> uh, finally, opportunely, was it physically able? Was it physically able for Hitler to have shot the Sphinx? Hitler only had the means to shoot the Sphinx. That is, he had lots of guns, but that in itself does not say that he did. Hitler may very well have known about the Sphinx. Anyway, this goes on. Just like he didn't, because it happened years before he was alive. <laughs> like this whole answer sucks. He really made the most annoying reply. Yeah. You're like, well, he did have guns, so he could have. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we can, can conclusively say that Hitler did not shoot the Sphinx. No. Neither no. did Napoleon. Um, All right. Hang on. I've got a, I've got one more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just about dung beetles. i got two – okay, two more things. Yeah. One about uh, – Dung beetles. Yeah, lay it on us. One about Elon Musk. I was trying to make a Elon Musk as a dung beetle joke and I couldn't get there. Yeah. Uh, the first one is Elon Musk tweeted something about like maybe the pyramids, you know, were built by aliens. Yeah. Uh, he said aliens built aliens built the pyramids of. This is July 31, 2020. He was just smoking weed with Grimes at the time. <laughs> uh, and then like it got into a, he got into a spat with like the – Egypt's Minister of International Cooperation. It's like, <laughs> uh, can you not? <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> uh, 
I follow your work with a lot of admiration and invite you and SpaceX to explore the writings about how the pyramids were built and also to check out the tombs of the pyramid builders. Mr. Musk, we're waiting for you. Uh, don't invite Elon Musk into your pyramid. No. Explore the writings. Yeah, cool. Elon Musk, stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> you do damage to things. He's going to try and take his Tesla into the chamber in the middle of the pyramid to see if he can charge it. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he also I bet you it just charges if I put it in the middle of the pyramid and that'll prove that the aliens built it. Uh, he he backtracked soon after once you know once given some evidence he said I found the tombs of the pyramid builders that tell everyone that the builders of the pyramids are Egyptians and they were not slaves he said and then he later tweeted a link to a BBC history site about the lives of the pyramid builders saying the BBC article provides a sensible summary for how it was done what yeah anyway uh, um, I, I also I also note that the BBC is this, I'm reading this on the BBC and they're pulling out the you know oh, Elon Musk Followed up by saying, we are very handsome and really good at our job. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really doing you any favours, the BBC. <laughs> uh, dung beetles? So dung beetles, they navigate using the Milky Way. So because like they're a big part of uh, Egyptian, you know, you see them, the scarab beetles yeah. uh, depicted in a lot of places. They roll the sun across the fucking universe, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that was kind of, you know, what do, what do the Egyptians know about the Beatles? Because they use the Milky Way to navigate. Yeah. Do they? They like the White Album. They're not too big on Sgt. Peppers. <laughs> um, they use the Milky Way to navigate. And Cam, like your reaction was, do they? I looked it up and, yeah, they do. To the sen- In the sense of they scientists have worked out that Beatles, they go and get their dung ball. They have mm. to fight off other Beatles to get it. And they roll it out of the... It's a safety, like out of the desert to somewhere else, mm-hmm. and they all—they seem to do it pretty much in a straight line from where they've come from. Yeah. So, what they go from a straight line from one spot to another? Well, no, because they've got to go collect all the dung first from yeah. different places. Right. Uh, Cam, don't try and own dung beetles that are clearly doing some <laughs> amazing work. Uh, so, to one of the ways that they tested this in a lab was. They made little cardboard hats for the beetles, nice. <laughs> so they couldn't see up. Yeah, and then they got lost. The ones who were in the little cardboard hats just went around in circles. Were the ones that could look up at the sky and use what was up there as a compass. Could could roll their little little dung away. What about right. if they were inside? They were inside for this test, so they made like fake sky. All right, so they're just using the the sky to do this. They're not yeah. necessarily be like, oh, this is the Milky Way. They're just like, oh, the Milky Way is a nice straight line to follow. So they are using the Milky Way, yes. All right. But you could just put a – you could confuse them by putting some Christmas lights up. Uh, yeah. I mean, now that you've – we've proven that dung beetles might be a little bit smarter than you, it's really, really <laughs> pathetic of you that you're trying to confuse them with Christmas lights. Well, <laughs> I can they... tell the difference between Christmas lights and the Milky Way, so. <laughs> Did they project the Milky Way accurately – and then also then rotate it 180 degrees and see if the Beatles went the other way? Uh, it's possible. I, it's a whole NPR article that I didn't read the right. entire. I got to the cardboard hats and I went, this is the right thing to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Let's assume they did because I think they would have. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, well done, Dung Beatles. Is that what you wanted? Is that what you wanted from me? I mean, yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, good job, um, guys. So there's someone won a Nobel Prize for these little hats as well. Uh, and That's I'm amazing. looking at a beetle with a little hat and it's good. Look, I, I expected more rudimentary, like a you know a child made it because it's made out of cardboard. It, it's not that rudimentary, but still fun though. 
right. Well, good work to the Nobel Prize scientists as well. I'm just Thank looking you, at the little cardboard hats. They look like helmets. Oh, like that's you'd... bloody great. They look like little fucking beetle warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So me and Salt here on Team Dung Beetle, Cam, I don't know what team you're on. but I'm, yeah, I'm on the team as well. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, the Sphinx. Yeah. What do you think? Do uh, Aliens? No, it was Probably. a bunch of Egyptians. There was a bit of wind carved out a, a rock and they went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Make this into a face. <laughs> Half the job's done. Let's more. do it. Oh, one thing. I was watching a Australian 60 Minutes episode about the pyramids as well, uh, like a little snippet of that. And on that, they claimed the pyramids were the, the most precise buildings ever created. Mm. I feel like that's really shitting on modern building makers yeah. <laughs> using, you know, lasers and stuff to create some incredible buildings. But there you go. Yeah, what about all like, those crazy buildings in the CBD that are all wonky? Yeah, the what ones that like, look like they're falling over. Yeah, yeah, but they're not. Yeah. As opposed to, yeah, some shitty limestone statue that looks like it's falling over because it is. Yeah. I mean, I guess you have to keep putting bricks on. I guess when you compare the two, right? The guys who are making the wonky buildings in the city that don't fall over do have lasers and a lot of very modern technology behind that. The people who made the pyramids made them to some pretty precise measurements mm. with some, what did they have? Some fucking sticks. And, yeah. and you know, well, they handicapped themselves tools. by putting all of the advanced knowledge of the Atlanteans in a hole. Yeah. They, like, <laughs> They're like we're not gonna, we're not going to use it. We could, but we won't. And yeah, uh, and you've got the plans, Ramses. The plans, <laughs> the ones that we just buried under the Sphinx. <laughs> yeah, those ones. Uh, so anyway, all right, it's the Sphinx. That's the Sphinx. That's uh, good. I, enjoy, I enjoyed reading about the Sphinx. Yeah. Where can they find us? We're on Twitter, Hypothepod. We're on Facebook. Uh, you can uh, chuck us some cash on Patreon. Thank you to Tammy, our cooked $33 sponsor. Thank you. Thank you. Robbo, where can they get you, mate, besides uh, bumming around New Zealand? Um, aleofatime.com, aleofatime on social media. Uh, and if you want to follow the brewery progress at shortjaw or facebook.com slash shortjaw. Get on it. That's, that's where you'll find it all. Salt. Uh, you can get me at saltmarsh on Instagram and Twitter and the salt on uh, Twitch for smart streams. All right. And you can get me at Sixenheimer on Twitter, gather around me and Diana pass around for some other things I do. Nice one. Yeah. Thanks, team. Bye. Bye. Don't worry about a thing Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians supply contains mind-altering drugs don't worry about a thing except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept you can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of strawberry fields forever Not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which, let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a 
Love is cool.